0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 8th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. I believe that God declares some things from heaven, and although it's released from heaven, it's declared from heaven, it's announced from heaven, we live in the earth, and in the earth, God expects us to receive by faith what he's already provided. So we have to pursue what he's already declared. And if we want progress, we have to pursue it on purpose. I believe that for 2021, God has declared new levels. Like we are to level up in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of our lives. But if we want new levels, if we want to experience what God is declaring, we have to be intentional about it. If we want progress, we must pursue progress on purpose Okay so that said uh I've been teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose and, uh, I told you that I would cover five things. And before I get into all of these things, let me just give you a quick update. So before I get into the message, as you know, those of you that follow me, uh, this is my first day back after a break. So Isabella and I went on, a, uh, on, a, a anniversary weekend, uh, getaway and it was amazing and we had a great time. Uh, and so for married couples, you know, just time alone, uh, you and your spouse, that's critical, important. Uh, even sometimes time without the kids, that's very important. So we had a great time together, and then I went to the Dominican Republic last week. And uh, for those of you that follow me on social media, you know uh, that we had our groundbreaking ceremony, and uh, it was it was great. I'm very happy with the progress that we're making on the land. It was tr- such a blessing. We have kids that we've been ministering to since 2015. And, uh, some of those that have been with me since 2015, you know, they were there, their parents were there. And then we also have a church. So some of the the members of the church were there. They're excited. We're going to build the church, build the school, all of that. And, um, when I started, uh, talking to the kids, some of them that were there, I was like, Hey, I pointed out a few. There was one, my oldest student, Charles. I said, Charles, you've been with me all these years. And I told you that we were going to get land. And I told you that we were going to build you guys a brand new school. And he was so happy. He was like, yeah, he said, yeah, but he said, pastor, but you also got to know that we stood in faith and we believe God and God sent you to us, because we prayed, and then we've been praying all these years, and now it's finally coming to pass, and so that's really what I'm talking about today, so it all lines up, but it really blessed me to hear a student, a young man, say that he stood in faith, that he believed God, and that now those that are coming behind him are going to be able to enjoy this school, like, you know, we're going to have the brand new school, new classrooms, 10 classrooms, many of the classrooms have bathrooms in them, so they was like, oh yes, we're going to have our own bathroom, uh, brand new church, all of that, so thank you. We could not make this happen without our partners and supporters. So for those of you that, that give to Rick and Isabella Pena ministries, thank you so much. There's a grace that's on this ministry and that grace is on you because you are partakers of our grace by being our partner and we release blessings over you. All right. So that said, uh, let me go ahead and get into the word. I told you that we will cover progress on purpose, that we pursue progress on purpose in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically internally and externally and then through of those five we've covered the first three already as it relates to internally I've been dealing with a lot of areas and I said that I would teach you to not be anxious for anything or to be anxious for nothing to receive unshakable peace I talked about joy and peace and believing I talked about the importance of relaxing your mind and getting physical and also psychological you know mental rest And then number five is the the highest form of faith. The highest form of faith is rest. So today's message kind of lines is is in between number four and number five there. As I was praying about what to say, I actually mentioned this in the last message before I left about how you have to give the word of God time and space to work. And so that's the title of today's message, progress on purpose, giving the word of God time and space to work. You got to give the word of God the time it needs. You got to give the word of God, the space that it needs in your heart. I'm not going to be able to cover all of this today, but let's, let's cover what we can. So what does this mean for you today? Number one, some Christians don't give the word of God enough time. They just don't give it enough time to work. And then unfortunately what happens is that they quit before the harvest comes. And so Galatians in, in the book of Galatians, Paul said, listen, don't get weary. Don't get frustrated. Like, you know, this whole thing about what I'm teaching about is learning how to rest so you don't get frustrated. He's like, don't get frustrated in doing what's right for there's a season when your harvest is due and you will reap that harvest if you don't give up. Now, if you give up, then you walk away from your harvest and you disqualify yourself and you may even derail yourself from your destiny and you're walking away from things that God planned for you to have. Why? Because you're frustrated and you gave up before it was the right time. And so as a believer, you have to give the word of God the time that it requires to work. I've taught a great deal about waiting on God and waiting on God's timing. And so uh, along those lines, we have to give the word of God time to work too. Like the word has to produce a harvest in our lives. We have to give it the word of God, the time that it needs to produce a harvest in our heart. We also have to give the word of God, the time that it requires to produce the harvest that God promised. Like, you know, there are things that have to happen. There are a lot of things that have to align. Maybe somebody else is being disobedient. Maybe other things have to fall in place. So there's, there's a lot of things that have to happen. And as believers, we got to learn how to set. I've told you many times your watch of expectation to God's clock of manifestation. So you have to be in sync with God's timing. Last year, we studied the life of Joseph and, uh, that was a great study and, Through that, and and, and I I entitled it, greater is coming. As we were studying the life of Joseph, greater is coming, greater is coming. I kept telling you, uh, we saw that this young man got a dream. He was 17 years old when he got a dream. He believed the dream. He believed the dream to the point where he received it in his heart. He believed it by faith. But we studied his life and we saw that the dream didn't come to pass until over 20 years later, 20 years. Now, the word needed time to produce. Now, it, it, a lot of things had to fall in place. I mean, lots of things had to happen. He had to wind up in Egypt, right? You know, the the, the whole thing with Pharaoh, he had to go to Potiphar's house so he could wind up in the prison that, that lined up with. The throne for offenses against the king and then boom and then the butler and the baker had to show up all of that All of these things had to happen had to happen at just the right time He told the guy don't forget about me. Then the guy forgot about him for years Why because all of this was god's timing as a believer You have to learn how to not look at things from from a human point of view now from a human point of view You might say 20 years is too long. Okay, well Maybe for you it's too long, but did you ask god about it from god's perspective? things happen at just the right time. Last year, we also studied the life of David and we saw how a prophet showed up. David was in the fields and a prophet showed up and and shows up at Jesse's house and says, look, man, I'm here on an assignment from God. I'm supposed to anoint one one of your sons. I want you to line up all your boys. And he only lines up seven of the eight boys and the prophet goes through. and, And initially the prophet almost got fooled you know, in his flesh. And so he was like, oh, this guy looks good. So he must be the one. The Lord was like, no, you're looking at the outward appearance. I'm looking at the heart. I'm not going to let you give David's anointing to the wrong person. That's not the one. And then that's not the one. And then that's not the one. And he goes through all seven. And then it was like, boom, David was destiny's child. It was like, no, your blessing is not going to anybody else. What God has for you is for you. He gets called out of the field. He comes into his house. The prophet anoints him to be the next king of Israel. And the Bible says that the, the spirit of God, the anointing of God came upon him from that very day. But then we studied it and we saw that he didn't become the king of Israel until over 20 years later, over 20 years later. Once again, did David go through challenges? Absolutely. He went through challenges. Did did he face ups and downs? Yes, he did. He faced us ups and downs. But at the end of the day, he believed God and, and the word of God that God declared. It came to pass, but it came to pass in the fullness of God's timing. As a believer, you have to give the word of God the time that it needs to work. Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb were two. The only two of the 12 spies that went in to spy out the land, the Lord says, listen, there's some land that I promised to your forefathers to give you. You guys are just coming out of slavery, 400 years. I'm giving you this land. Like, this is not, I'm giving it to you. Like, this is yours. I I promised it to your forefathers 400 years ago. I told Abraham, this is the land. I say, Abraham, as far as you can see, you can have it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can see it, you can have it. Abraham said, okay, that's what I can see. And it was like, well, that's what you can have. And that was Canaan. But the Lord said, no, it's not only really going to happen in the fullness of timing. They go in. Only two of the 12 spies believe God. Only two of the 12 spies opened up their heart to the promise of, of God. They believed it in their heart. But because 10 of the 12 did not believe and then millions believed the 10 instead of the two, millions had to die off in the wilderness. And so now you have Joshua and Caleb. They had to wait 40 years. It wasn't even their fault. They waited 40 years to receive something. Why? Because they had to wait on God's timing. And so then while... Caleb and Joshua were in there in the land spying out. Caleb had this encounter with God and he looks up and sees this mountain and he and God have this conversation. He was like, Lord, can I have that mountain? And the Lord was like, yeah, that's yours. You can have it. So 40 years passed by. They finally go into Canaan five years later. Now, Caleb is 85 years old. When they spied out the land, he was 40. He says, Lord, I was 40 years old when we came into the land. I'm 85 years old now. But I still want my mountain. <laughs> and the Lord said, no, now is, right, is the right time. And so he was 85 years old, 45 years later, when he received the promise from God. I'm talking about you have to give the word of God time to work. Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for the promise. 25 years, God gave him a promise. I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And so through you, through, the whole earth is going to be blessed through you. It's going to come through your seed. But they didn't get the seed. They didn't get the promise, child, until 25 years later. The reason why I teach so much on faith and patience is because we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. Say amen to that. But if you don't add patience to your faith, then your faith is going to fail. If you don't add patience to your faith, then your faith is going to fail. So you have to learn how to discern God's timing. Jesus walks up to a fig tree. He speaks to the fig tree. He cursed the fig tree. Now, this is where, like, look at what Jesus did versus what a lot of us do. We ask God for something, and then we, we sit, and we wait, and we expect it to happen, like, immediately. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He cursed it. He said, no, he spoke nine words. No man shall eat fruit from you hereafter forevermore. Nine words, and that's it. And he walked away like it was already done. You know what he didn't do? He didn't stand there. Die, tree. Die. Hey, hey, hey. I command you to die. No. He spoke to the tree. He walked away like it was already done. And he gave the the word time to work. 24 hours later, they walked by and the disciples were amazed that the tree was dead. But he gave the word the time that it needed to work. A lot of believers, what they do, what we do. Is is we, we say something, we decree and declare, we believe and receive, and then we wait and we expect that it's supposed to happen today or tomorrow or next week. And if it doesn't happen, it's like, well, maybe that wasn't God. No, you have to give the word time to work part of learning how to not to be stressed out. Like I'm teaching you like this year to level up. I don't want you to be stressed out. God doesn't want you to be stressed out and learning part of learning how to not to be stressed out is learning how to discern God's timing. If you fill your heart with the word of God, that's great. But then you got to give the word time to work. I remember um, uh, Pastor Bill Winston, he, he, he lives in Chicago. I remember he told this story years ago, and I've done stuff like this too, like, by the way. And so he went out to start his car. His car didn't start. And he was like, man, I need to go to work and I need this car to start. And so it was freezing outside. Car didn't start. And so he remembered what Jesus did with the fig tree. And so he spoke. He felt like you know the, the the presence of God. He spoke to his car. He commanded his car to start. He turned it. It didn't start. He commanded his car to start. And then he thought about the fig tree. He was like, "Oh, okay, okay." Jesus gave it time to work. He went back inside of his house. He he made a cup of coffee. He drank his coffee. He relaxed. He was like, "Okay, Lord, now I let's go to work." He went out. He cranked the car. The car cr- turned over it cranked up and he went to work. Now, I'm not saying I've done crazy that's nothing compared to some of the things that I've done. But I'm saying like you have to God Jesus spoke the stuff, I speak the stuff, but then you got to give the word time to work. Don't think that it's just going to happen right there at that moment this year. As we walk with God and we level up our commitment in every area and every aspect of our lives, the point this first point is that you have to give the word of God time to work. God has spoken some things over your life, that doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Give the word of God the time that it needs to work. Say amen to that. All right. I only have two points for you this morning. And the second point, I'm not going to finish it today because I'm going to teach on this prob- you know, tomorrow for sure. So number two is some Christians don't give the word enough space in their hearts to work. Now, this is, this is really important. So I'm, I'm not going to close out this point today. But in the parable of the sower, the parable of the sower is the mother of all parables. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? In Mark chapter four, and he, there's like one sower, same sower, same seed, four different types of soil. But in one of the types of soil, it was thorny ground or thorny weeds. This is what the Bible says in Mark four verses 18 and 19. Jesus said, others are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds or the thorny ground. They hear the teaching. They hear the word. But their lives become full of other things. The worries of this life or the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. This keeps the teaching from growing. This, this actually stifles the word of God so that the word of God does not produce a harvest in their lives. So picture this for a minute. Your heart is soil. The word of God is seed. The word of God, the seed of the word, gets sown down into the soil of your heart. Now, once it's there, you have to give the word the space that it needs to grow. Like if you put a bunch of stuff around the seed, it's not going to grow because it's going to be choked out. And so what happens is if you have other things growing around the word that are more important to you, that you prioritize over the word, then those things are going to choke out the word of God. So Jesus taught that the seed of the word can produce a harvest without question in our lives. But if you're like the thorny ground or the thorny weeds, then in this case, there's nothing wrong with the seed. If there's something wrong, it's not with the seed. The same seed was sown into all four types of soil. The same sower, there was nothing wrong with the sower. So there's nothing wrong with the sower. There's nothing wrong with the seed. There's something wrong with the soil. So the same seed goes into all of these grounds. And what happens? The problem is with the soil that you don't give the word of God the space that it needs. Jesus said that these people have filled their heart with other things. They have other, they have competing priorities. The word of God, if the word of God is not first place in your life, then it's not going to produce. You have not given the word of God, the room that it needs to work. And then Jesus said that, what, what does, what do you fill your heart with? Well, there's three things he said, the cares of this world, the love of money. And your lust for other things. And so you are, if you are filling your heart with the cares of this world, the love of money and your selfish desires, then you're positioning yourself to live a life of stress, struggle and strain because the word of God can't work because your heart is full of other things. And so now the word of God is not going to produce a harvest in your life. And there's nothing wrong with the word. The word is great. There's nothing wrong with the soul where the soul is great. There's something wrong with the soil. You're not giving the word of God, the time or the space that is required for it to work so if you want to for the word to work you have to clear out your heart from these other things Jesus was basically saying that these other things are growing and they choke out the word so what you don't want is your other things your, your, whatever other desires you have that are not godly to choke out the potential of the word of God so as I close look at me let me ask you this as we set the tone for this week and I'm gonna teach on this again tomorrow what is your life full of like, is your life full of other things or is it full of the word of God? What is your life full of? If you want to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, listen, is, you will become that not because you're perfect, not because you do everything right, not because of performance based religion, but simply because you yield to God and you give the word of God, the time and the space that it needs to produce the harvest in your life. You give God first place. The power is already in the word. Let me, let me close with this point. God sows the word down in your heart. Now you have it there. The, the power of the word is already in the word. Now, all you have to do is clear it out and give it the space that it needs to work. No word from God is without the power to perform it. God will never speak a word to you that, that with the word doesn't come the grace to, to, to bring it to pass. The word of God has the grace to do what it commands. Let me say that again. Whenever God speaks a word to you and you like, God, how am I supposed to do that? I, 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 I don't have the education. I don't have the money. Stop the word, no word of God is without the power to perform it. If God releases a word over you it's because the grace of God is already on you to do it. The word will work. The word will do it, but you can't allow your life and your heart to be full of other things. If you fill your heart with other things, then those other things are going to choke out the potential of the word. And you are going to live a life of regret. You're going to get to heaven only to find out that you missed out on God's best because you pursued the wrong stuff. You lived your life on your Your own terms. You did what you wanted. You pursued selfish desires. But if you die to self, you yield to God. You give the Word the time and the space that it needs. Then your life will become full of God, and the Word will produce a harvest. And you will become the man, the woman that God called you to be. And you will get out of you everything that God put in you from the foundations of the world. And you will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. And you will leave a legacy of righteousness because it won't be you doing it. It will be the hand of God, the grace of God, the favor of God, the anointing of God, and the Word of God will produce in your life. Why? Because you gave it time and you gave it space. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over this day. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me how to rest. Not only do I get physical rest to keep my body from getting burnt out, and not only do I get psychological rest so my soul can be at peace, but Father, I learned how to rest in your word. I give your word the time and space that it needs to produce a harvest in my life. I stand on your word. I believe what you said. I openly declare it out of my mouth. I fill my heart with the seed of your word. And then I give it the time and space it needs. I rid my heart from the cares of this world. The lust, the love of money. And the lust of other things living this way, father, I level up in 2021 and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word now. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes. For free in your email inbox every day. Listen, go into this day knowing that if you're a believer, you've been getting the word down in your heart. Now you have to give the word the time and the space that it needs. If this message has been a blessing to you, I want you to do two things for me. I want you to go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat. I'll go back and read every comment. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.